what is going on my friends this is dave sharp welcome to wake up legendary i am back after a week of being out i had nasal surgery and uh it was because i had something called a deviated septum and that was where basically my nasal canal was like a zigzag or a curve <sighs> let me actually breathe through my nose because i can do that now and I had 25% breathing capability on one side, 50 on the other. So uh, I, I finally got it fixed after almost 40 years of it being like that. <sighs> and I can breathe now. So my friends, we are bringing back a return guest. Uh, Simon, who is, who is uh, a pilot, is making more money online than he does in his regular salary. And uh, I'm excited to talk to him once again some of you guys may recognize him he's in the same spot he was last time simon welcome to the show buddy thank you very much for having me again hi dave now are you in norway or t tell us where you're calling in from switzerland switzerland gosh yes. man i want to i want to go to switzerland uh it's one of my dream spots to travel to i want to go there to do you pronounce it geneva or geneve um, depends on what language you're uh, trying to pronounce it in. So in English, it's Geneva. Uh, French, it's uh, Genève. Mm. And we in German, because I'm in the German-speaking part in near Zurich. Yeah. And we just say uh, Genf. So it's different yeah. ways of pronunciation. Okay. So I want to go to English-speaking Geneva. And yeah. I want to I want to uh, go to some of the watch manufacturers and just kind of do a tour of of Switzerland. So um, I'll have to make it over there over there in the next twelve months, hopefully. And uh, maybe we can have coffee or something, my friend. For sure. Yeah, for sure. That's that's really cool. I think that's one of the things that is so cool about this business is that you know we may not know a single soul in our city, you know. <laughs> who actually does what we do but True. uh we know people all over the world and when we travel there's usually always a friend that we know in the country or the state that we're going to so uh it's true yeah <laughs> so are you um still or because of what's been going on recently were you out of airline work and that's why take us and give us a brief kind of history of how you got started online and what you've been doing here that led you to legendary and then ultimately earning now more in your online business than you do as as an as a pilot uh yeah so the last time we talked i was actually grounded from flying because of the corona crisis i don't know exactly when it was but i think it just started a couple of months back uh, when we talked then and um, as of July this year I am actually flying again after like 15 months of being grounded um, so during that time I did have a lot of uh, time to focus on my business actually so that's also why I actually have been able to grow it to a point where I'm actually making significantly more uh, online than I'm making at my job but going back to when I started online it was um, I think like four or five years back now when I first kind of got the idea that it was possible to make money online. I actually was looking for a job at this time, but I wasn't able to find any because I was studying a lot. And then I was doing pilot training when I had a break from studying. So mm -hmm. um, I was looking for, uh, I was just typing in YouTube how to make money online. And then you can see all these kind of gurus that tell you, okay, you can make money like this, you can make money like this. And then I just simply tried a couple of things. I tried kind of growing Tumblr pages, and then I went to um, trying to start a blog. Then I, um, I tried to grow Instagram pages, which is the first thing that has worked, which uh, we've also uh, talked about last time I was on here. Um, but then at some point, uh, I kind of uh, fell into the creating YouTube videos thing because I was creating videos for um, for my clients who were buying those Instagram accounts off me because they were asking me, how can I keep growing those accounts? So I was basically telling them how to um, put them in an automation software and automate um, everything so they keep growing um, even after they have bought them from me. And that's when I realized um, there's a thing called affiliate marketing, 
where I was able to join the affiliate program of the software that I was using. And then um, in the tutorials that I've created on YouTube, I simply um, said, you can use the affiliate link down below in the description to get this software. And then I started seeing um, some commissions coming in over uh, the couple of months that the, these videos have been online. And I it wasn't that much in the beginning, but the thing I realized is that it's so passive yeah. and eventually when you compare how much time you have put in creating this video and then taking a look back on how much money this video has made uh, me over the course of like one year or two years, then I noticed that I can put in like a day's, uh, day's uh, work and I make uh, maybe, I don't know, $2,000 or even more over the course of a year or two. So it doesn't seem like much in the beginning, but after a lot of time has passed and you have more clicks on the video, this is a lot more lucrative than, than what I was doing at this point. So now, since then, I've been focusing more on YouTube and now I'm kind of looking back into getting into also starting a blog and kind of outsourcing more and trying to optimize from there. Well, you really just defined digital real estate very simply right there. Mm. You know, it's like, kind of similar, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like actual real estate where you <clears throat> you buy a piece of property in your at first you have a hundred thousand dollar loan that you pulled out to to buy the property. Maybe you put a a, a deposit down, so maybe you put down twenty thousand and you you borrowed eighty thousand, and at first you put a tenant in there and you're not making any money. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it's like, well, you know, I'm not getting rich. <laughs> I'm not getting I'm, I'm not even rich in the first five years. Hell, it's going to take me 15 years to pay this mortgage off. If I can, you know, if I continue to pay the payments as they're structured on this 15 year mortgage. But once I buy a house and then I use the equity a year in, maybe I make double payments and I've got some equity now I can refinance the house. I pull out. $20,000. Now I go and put a deposit down on another house. And each year I do that after five years, I've got five houses. And then I start making double payments, triple payments in the next five years. I own all the houses outright. Mm -hmm. And then after 10 years, I've got 10 or 15 houses that I own outright that are all paying me a thousand dollars a month in rent. And before you know it, I'm rich. Yeah. You're building cash flow. So yeah. And you're investing you're right it doesn't see it doesn't feel fast at first in in that story that i just told about real estate is something that i actually do yeah i can tell that it i i, I was able to say that because that is what i have actually done in in real life with real estate and what you described is exactly a perfect analogy it could go either way for digital real estate. It does not feel fast at first, but when mm. you look at things after a year, as you said, and you look back and say, shit, you know, that video took me 15 minutes to make and it's made me $2,000. I just made basically to, you know, if I was to run that on an hourly rate, I just made eight, you know, that's an $8,000 an hour work rate. Mm -hmm or $2,000 an hour work rate, you know? So I love your perspective of long-term looking at things. And, um, and so uh, your YouTube channels have been mainly tutorial style videos. And also you got into some cryptocurrency and so forth. Um, tell us the content that's worked best for you. Yeah, so... Um... I tried to make content that would work well for affiliate marketing. And the content that works really well in my, in my experience is um, reviews and tutorials and maybe like kind of explainer videos where um, the viewers that actually watch your video, they are kind of before they make the decision, do I want to go with this software or program or platform or whatever it is, um, and then they make the decision after watching your video and then you have to link right there. Maybe they get an additional discount or something like that. So then you get a high conversion ratio from your videos to actually also make affiliate commissions, which is 
uh, the main source of income when you start out because you don't have any ads on your videos because you don't have enough traffic and subscribers yet. So um, this is kind of how I got into the tutorial review kind of video style. And um, another thing is that it's very, very evergreen and very passive. So um, I have, I don't know, like 65,000 subscribers on my channel, but when I upload a video, I only get a couple of hundred reviews because when I create a tutorial about how to create, I don't know, an online shop or something, how many of these subscribers want to know at that specific time um, how to do that right now? So it's not many, but I don't really care about that. What I care about is that the video will be kind of relevant for a long time. And, um, and the cool thing is that I don't really have fans on my channel, so I don't really feel the pressure to need to to uh, having to upload like one video a week, two video two videos a week, so that they won't forget me. Because most of my viewers they come from search and suggested, and the, those are just the people that are looking um, to learn the things that I teach in my videos, and they usually don't know me when they first see my video. Um, but it, that doesn't really matter because it's kind of just like a blog where they want to solve a problem and then I'm giving them the solution right there and then they can leave again. Maybe some of them subscribe to my channel, some of them don't, but that's fine because my traffic is pretty stable as well, which is very nice in this kind of niche that I'm that I'm doing. And I'm also like free because when you have like subscribers that are fans of you, then you always kind of have to keep making the content that works for your fans. Otherwise you will see a sharp drop in views. The algorithm doesn't like you anymore. But with my channel, I know that I'm not getting many views in the beginning. I'm relying on the algorithm finding the right place on YouTube and on Google for my content. So after some time, like two to three months, usually um, the algorithm will know exactly where they should place my video and then it will start getting views and it will kind of get views pretty like stable so that it will bring in views for like two to three years until I will have to make a new tutorial because some things have changed. This is a, I mean, you got, are you guys hearing that this is, this is a content creation map mini masterclass session, you know, this morning that Simon's putting on, um, because he's telling you what's worked for him, but he's also explaining it so simply and clearly. So thank you, Simon, for that. And I, I, I hope sometimes, you know, when, when people don't pay for things, unfortunately, they don't pay attention, you know, and that's one of the reasons why uh, I don't believe uh, that you should give everything away for free, right? Uh, that's especially if you're, you know, if you're, if you uh, are a regular person who's not going to, you know, sell a bunch of books or has a different business, you know, like a Gary Vaynerchuk. You know, give it all away yeah. for free, right? Well, he's got a, a, a agency and he sells books and all this other stuff. Regular people need to um, give a certain amount away for free, as you stated, and then and then um, most purchases. Although people do their research when they buy, it is going to be an impulse buy because they feel like they've become educated enough in that moment to make a buying decision. And that's usually what people are waiting for. They're waiting to feel like they're waiting to feel my experience is confident enough. And there's some sort of urgency. Um, there's some sort of scarcity. And, um, and, and you as the content creator or the reviewer uh, have educated and in, in instilled enough confidence in that person to follow through and, and make a buying decision. And then hopefully whatever, whatever sales funnel that you've sent them to as an affiliate has a good sales video and sales process. And, uh, you know, you can get paid for the work that you put in. Um, but what you just broke down there was, was so valuable in terms of creating like, personal branding style, heavy content versus value driven content. Um, there is ways to insert your personal story in a bit of, in a bit of personalization in your own twist or stick 
as as Amer as American comedians say, like a shtick, like what's your shtick? What's your what are you known for? Um, there's a way to put that in, but not make that dominate the content. Like for example, in this show, I've been gone for a week. You know, the show doesn't rely on me because it's not about me. It's about the guests that we bring on, their stories and their strategies and their success. Um, but when I come back, you know, I gave a, a 30 second intro of what's been happening with me over the past week and then got right into the content and the value that you have as our guest to offer. And that seems to be true with YouTube. And it's also showing to be true with TikTok and other platforms that you can focus on trying to be an entertainer and you can focus if that's the route you want to go. If you want to eventually do comedy shows to where you're traveling around and you want people to come to your 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 comedy show then sure try to be funny tell jokes you know be, but if you want to sell affiliate products if you want to sell affiliate training then teach people a and when i say affiliate products i mean softwares digital courses books things that people can buy online Give them an appetizer of value or educate them on how that product or that course works, why they need it. Give them a 30,000 foot perspective. Give them a behind the scenes look without, you know, showing content that's behind a paywall. Make it make sense why the content is right for them or why it's not right for them. And make that the dominating focus. Give them something that can instill confidence. Show them that they can do it. And then make it clear and easy for them to click your damn link. So they get tracked to you. So if they do buy, your ass gets paid. You know, and that is the name of the game. And I and one other thing. I was... I'm subscribed to a couple of watch YouTubers, right? They like one run these watch dealer businesses. Like um, uh, there, there, you know, there's authorized dealers of like Rolex, and then there's gray market dealers, you know. And and there's there's a whole freaking massive market of just people who buy and sell and trade like luxury watches that are not authorized dealers. And one of the ways that these guys have gotten customers as they do a YouTube show. But the YouTube show is all about them in a day in the life in like a vlog, right? It's about their personal life and, and it's more entertainment. So one guy this last week didn't upload a video and I saw him, you know, be like, I'm getting a bunch of messages where you guys are pissed off that I didn't upload a message. I don't owe you anything like, you know, and thanks for the loyal ones. But it was the exact thing that you talked about that he had this big fan base that probably a lot of them weren't even doing business with him. They were just watching his content because they feel entitled to be entertained by him. Mm -hmm. But, but it's, it's, but he's probably only doing business with a small percentage of that audience. So he might get a lot of vanity metrics of likes and subscribers, but he's probably not making a huge live, probably a small one or 2% of the people that watch his show are actually, but now that may be a lot for him. A lot of leads, a lot of customers. But the point is, is you don't need to do that. And that's what I love about what you said is that you, there is no pressure. If you miss a week or two or even a month, you have videos that over time, the strategy on a platform like YouTube, and that's why you have to understand the platform that you're on. The strategy on YouTube is over time, People are searching for that software, or I saw a video on your channel that says, well, actually eight months ago, uh, it's your most second most viewed ever video on your channel, Google Ads Tutorial 2021, step by step. You're relying, and you know that people are going to come to YouTube just like you did at the beginning and in, in, in search Google Ads Tutorial best strategy step-by-step step of 2021. And you know that Google is, is eventually the more people watch that video, click on it and then watch all the way through that tells Google, they like the video, the more Google's going to put that up on, on the first page. And the more that that 
video is going to get views and make you money over time. And that's the review and the sort of tutorial, um, even side hustle or what, you know, those videos to where you're showing people how to do something or doing a review of a product, a person or, or, a, or, a, or a course or something. That is how that game is played. And it is very lucrative for a lot of people who understand it. What did I leave out? Was that a, was that a good? Yeah, I think that was a, that was a good summary. Um, one thing I also wanted to mention is that when you're doing a review, I think there's a difference between doing a tutorial and doing a review. And um, sometimes when you do a review, I mean, the, probably the extrinsic motivation of doing a review is eventually to get people to click on your affiliate link and you make some commissions, right? So otherwise you wouldn't put in so much time creating a good review. That doesn't mean that the review has to be dishonest and you have to push people to a product that you maybe don't really believe in. But um, I sometimes felt kind of the, the, the kind of, uh, what's it called? You know, you have a, a an interest that people actually go for the product. And that's kind of a problem when you do a review, because when you do a review, people want to see somebody being totally disconnected to the product um, so they can have an honest opinion. And um, that's a cool thing with tutorials, because you don't have that problem. Now, you don't need to convince people to go for the product. People have already decided they want to go for the product. You're just explaining them how to use the product. And that's kind of, you don't have that conflict of interest where um, you actually do want people to sign up, but uh, you also want to have it to be an honest review. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't create reviews, but if you kind of feel a, uh, a, a bad, you have a bad feeling or something doing a review, um, you can also go for tutorials. That's what I mainly do because um, I don't have to judge a product. Also, sometimes I do tutorials about softwares or platforms that I don't know, maybe there are better, there are better alternatives out there, but um, that's not my job in this video. In that video, I simply explain how to use that specific product, how to use that platform or software. And that's a very cool thing. You have a kind of an, an easy time um, creating that video in, in my, uh, in my experience. And also what you said with the having fans compared to like having a, a channel where you simply upload like tutorials or evergreen videos, um, both strategies are good. I just think you have to decide on what kind of lifestyle or what kind of channel you want to run actually, because for me, um, having a job next to doing my online business, I, I don't want to have, I don't want to feel the pressure and I don't want to have fans. Basically, I don't want to feel the commitment. And like you said, people do feel entitled to seeing like this weekly video of you, even though they don't pay anything. And that's yeah, just right. the way it is. You can't turn it off. Um, so it, you, you have to handle it. But I think if you do a channel where it's entertainment or you, where you have to show up once a week, at least, then you should be able to do that. Otherwise, it's going to be hard for you to grow or to to maintain your your base. And for me, I like to have the freedom to be able to stop at any time I want. That's why I went for the other way. Um, the other way, having fans probably even have has more potential, um, but it's a kind of a different animal there. It is a different animal. And we're talking about, you know, we're talking about the Grant Cardones, the Gary Vaynerchuks of the world, you know, these, and, and I mean, there's a lot more lesser known uh, content creators and marketers who have more personal branding style, style stuff. But it, it very much so relies on you being charismatic and it relies on you, um, you know, almost scripting your life in many ways, uh, in always being camera ready, you know, sort of, uh, for me, I found that style of marketing, um, always carrying my phone around and in doing stories, you know, and trying to, trying to capture cool moments. Um, you know, I found myself, uh, sometimes missing those moments because I was too focused on trying to capture them for some audience who was just, you know, wasn't really going to make any money. For some reason, I, I just had to keep feeding the content animal. Um, and 
you know, for me personally, I have I, like I don't I also care more about being rich than being famous. OK, um, not that I'm some money hungry. I need just to be a billionaire. I mean, being a billionaire is cool. I don't need to be a billionaire, though. Um, I I want a life. I want excuse my French, anybody who's listening and, you know, forgive me, but I want a fucking lifestyle. I want freedom. It's called the big, my favorite F word besides the one I just said, freedom. Can I get an amen in the comments? Anybody else like freedom, right? I want freedom. And what I realized was a lot of internet marketing strategies were a trap that I felt like I needed to do. I felt like I needed to be always updating. I mean, I saw, I've, I, I was just, I popped on Facebook for a moment this morning and was scrolling and came across this, this woman that I, oh, she's such a brilliant person, but she is, she, she does these long posts on Facebook. She said she'd been up since three o'clock. She was doing a live. And I thought this girl exhausts herself doing content that most people don't see. And that's down in the newsfeed within five minutes. And when I realized the platforms and and had in how they work and how to start creating content that, as you said, can be evergreen, and that's not just feeding the animal for the sake of feeding the animal, that's not just ab about trying to be famous, but be broke. And that's what I found. A lot of these famous people who have hundreds or thousands of likes. Now, that's why I say. Stop comparing yourself to other people who get a lot of likes and they're really popular online because they might be making no money. They might be making no money. They're just famous. They're like the popular person who peaked in ninth grade bullying people and now there's some asshole on the couch who does nothing with their life. We can't compare ourselves to other people because they may not... Um, we don't know. They may be lying. So I need to design my business in a way that suits the lifestyle that I want to live. And for me, that's why, and it's interesting, on certain platforms, like, like my personal profile on Facebook and on my like personal profile on Instagram, as much as all the people say, if you ain't building a personal brand, you're missing out. And I may be, I may be missing out on the future of whatever's going to happen. But you know what? I've been happier. I haven't posted a single thing on those particular profiles in 2021. And I've made just as much or more money as I've ever made with my marketing activities. Yeah, I'm exactly the same like you. I, there, there was a time where, when I was very, very active on Instagram and stuff. And uh, people that preach, yeah, you have to build a personal brand. I also see that a lot, like this, the future is having a personal brand, building an audience and stuff, um, which, is, which isn't wrong, but you have to know what you're getting into because many people think I'm escaping the hamster wheel of doing a nine to five, but then you're entering the next one of having to post one Instagram picture a day, doing one YouTube video a day, doing a couple of TikToks a day, which is another kind of hamster wheel where you can't really get out because if you get out, you will lose your audience. This is why you kind of have to decide which route you want to go. Do you want to have a personal brand, a business where you are the face of the business, but you can't ever get out of it. If you get out of it, the cash flow will stop as well because you can't really sell it. If you go the other route where you're building a brand where you're not the face of the business, then you also have a lot of potential to make a lot of money, but then you have the freedom to leave the business at some point when it's big enough that you can sell it. And that's also a realization that I had, um, I don't know, a couple of years into my journey because I realized that I don't want to be famous. I don't want, because I also, I took my Instagram off my YouTube and stuff because I don't want to have people follow me on these pages. And because that's, then you get comments like all day asking you questions and you feel obligated to answer them because you want to be good to your followers, right? So 
I try to kind of distance myself. Like the longer I, I'm in this business, the more I try to distance myself um, and kind of just stay at the key place where I'm actually needed, where my expertise is needed. Um, the same thing with outsourcing at some point. Um, it makes sense to to maybe if you have a blog to to um, hire somebody to write your content so that at some point you you are able to just manage your business and don't work in your business anymore, which is kind of where I'm trying to move into in the next couple of years. Um, so yeah, in the beginning, you have to make a decision. What lifestyle do you want to have? Because eventually your business, like, I think you once said that as, that as well, your business should work for you and, no, and not you should work for the business in the great scheme of things. Of course, you have yeah. to work for the business, otherwise it will die. But eventually, why are you building a business one reason is you want to build value, you want to help people. The other reason is you want to build a great life and lifestyle for yourself. So make sure it's not kind of um, doomed to failure starting out because eventually right. you have all these people following you, but then you are kind of committed to them. Learn the game. Learn the game. And, and that's why we do these, these wake-up shows. I mean, honestly, every morning and every day, Iron sharpens iron. I'm getting, I talked to a guy like you halfway across the world, man. This is incredible, isn't it? I mean, this is what I love. You're sitting in Switzerland, which is a dream place of mine to go and, and hang out. Uh, you're a pilot, just a cool dude. And we're talking about how to game, how to win the game. And that's what it is. Understanding the game. It's sort of like, it's sort of like sitting around in the, in the, in the, in the tape room and looking at the soccer or football, who's the opponents, how can we win, How understanding the game. You wouldn't go out on the field in a professional soccer or football uh, uh, league without understanding the game, without understanding your competition. And so I only thing I'm inviting you all to do is understand today, as, as Simon here has brought on a, a pretty different perspective than a lot of people that we've had on the show recently because – TikTok has been so he like hot for so many new people because they're getting they're able to get a result fast there and they the the, the content sort of it 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 can't it has the potential to last for days or weeks or even months on that on that platform. Now it can also die out. It's it's you know I, I just saw somebody post yesterday that well I just you know, following Matt's advice, I just got a million views like in 24 hours. And then all of a sudden, like I stopped getting views on that video. So it's not guaranteed that it's going to be evergreen content, but, but TikTok has been a video platform that anybody can get started with and that can produce a result for you really fast. Um, and it can be one of those platforms that you need to sort of be present on. And that, for me, honestly, I think everybody should have a taste of that. I think everybody should do that at some point and you decide, I love this. Or I just heard this interview with this Simon cat and this is interesting. And let me think and learn more about designing my business and being more aware of the various options that I have. Um you talked about eventually how would a business operate without me or how might I be able to sell a business? Well, let me give you an example. Uh, there is a person who had a YouTube channel that was, that was old clips of like sitcoms from like the, the 80s, like um, I Love Lucy and stuff like that. And... Um, uh, I love Lucy. My grandmother loved Lucille Ball, uh, who was the star of that show because they were from the same town. Uh, that's why I remember him telling me because I was like, what in the hell? Because my buddy bought this YouTube channel for a million dollars from this guy. So I was like, holy shit. I was like, tell me more about this. So he was like, yeah, it's like old clips of old sitcoms and stuff. And I guess people from that like who grew up in that era, like to watch that kind of stuff. And so it's just, I'm like, get the hell out of here. So you paid a million dollars for that. And, and, and he said, yeah, because, because we make 
a hundred thousand dollars. The channel itself generates over a hundred thousand dollars a month in ad revenue. So within 10 months, we'll be break even. And we think we can grow it to double and triple that. Now he's been able to do that. Um, so here's the other interesting thing is he bought that channel. So think about this. The guy who started that channel sold it for a million dollars, made the money that he was making from the channel while it was operating, sold it then for a million dollars. That's a pretty good payout for a platform that allows you to create free content. Now my buddy owns it. It's creating now multiple six figures per month in YouTube ad revenue. For those who don't know what that means, YouTube, the ads that pop up on YouTube, as, as when you own the channel, you can decide whether you want those to play at the beginning of videos and YouTube will split that advertising revenue with you. That's people like us who are advertising on YouTube. Uh, we're paying YouTube. That's where they make their billions of dollars. They'll split that revenue with you from that advertising. And here's what's interesting about that channel is all of the content that's run and posted on that channel is, is edited and kind of like curated from a few people, uh, you know, who, who work, uh, you know, I, I, can, I don't know if they work in India or the Philippines or something like that, but they're basically, basically virtual assistants and um, obviously great at what they do. Uh, quite frankly, I think a lot of people in the Philippines and India and in countries besides America can be better than people in America, quite frankly. Um, but the entire channel is run by virtual assistants. Do you happen to, name, to know the name of this channel? I, I, I forgot. I forgot what it is. It's Vought. Vought. I forgot what it is. Because it's very interesting. Um, Isn't it? Because it's also something I've been looking into because I've seen many like big channels getting a lot of views. And the major risk with these kind of channels is that you get demonetized because you're using copyrighted content. Yeah. This is kind of the main thing that's also in the past couple of months and years. YouTube has been going after these channels a lot more than they used to. I mean, there's I mean, people having like tens, 20 channels, um, just reposting content and being able to play ads and getting 55% of the ad revenue, which like you said, is uh, sometimes over like six figures a month. And, um, I still see channels today, um, reposting content and they, they have ads on the channel, which means they make money from these yeah. channels. And um, if I had more time and um, maybe also if I was starting out and I was like afraid to show my face on camera, I would really try this, this route of creating YouTube channels, um, kind of doing compilations, doing top 10 videos and optimizing the process, outsourcing the creation of the video and then creating multiple channels. And what you're gaining then is the knowledge of how you can create a channel that is easy to maintain that you can outsource creating content but still is able to put ads to to be able to be part of the youtube partner program and this is the channel the challenge the challenge i think because um a lot of channels try to do that and then they get demonetized then you have a lot of views but you don't really uh, it's hard to monetize them the, the only thing you can do is put a link in the description sell some merch or do an affiliate link but well, mostly it doesn't work that you, well. You can post content that you know is is not is is what they call royalty free. All right. Um, and I'm I'm not able to find the 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 channel. Um, I I swore I had wrote it down from my my buddy, but uh, but yeah, it's it. So um, I don't know if I if we were to look up I love Lucy clips. I mean, I may be able to just find it. You can, I mean, there's like, if I was to scroll through, I love Lucy clips. I mean, there's, you can see how many different clips and you can go and find various mm -hmm. different channels. But what I wanted to show people or talk about real quick was when you were, there is tons of content on YouTube that you can find and repurpose, you can download it and repurpose it. Um, 
and and it is called something. I forget what it's Creative called. Creative Commons, right. probably. Creative Commons. How do you how do you get to that? How do you find that on YouTube? I think you have to go to YouTube and then you go to and some somewhere you can um, do filter search results. Mm-hmm. And there you can um, type in that you only will see Creative Commons. So go to YouTube, type in something, some keyword, go to filters, and then um, under features, you will see Creative Commons. I got you. I got you. But in my experience, the videos you find there, it's sometimes really hard to create a good video out of them. So I, I looked into this kind of business model a while. Yeah. But I decided it's too, too risky because I would probably get demonetized. But I have to take another look at this uh, type of uh, channel that uh, one could do because yeah. it does have potential if it does work. Uh, if you can create viral content, then uh, it's very nice because you don't have to, it's very easy to outsource. You don't have to be the face and it's very passive. I just texted my buddy for what is you, YouTube channels called, but um yeah i mean but like if you scroll through here just on these top on this particular topic yeah i mean there's not they're they're certainly not getting um they're not getting a lot of that content from here but just know that they're you know because i i I love lucy there was only a couple of clips up top so um but this just to be clear all of this content under creative comments is royalty free content um, and there is also, you know, royalty free videos and content. I mean, I can, I, if I wanted to be a detective and I wanted to spend some time around this, I could research this and figure out, um, you know, how to, how to find royalty free videos. Um, I, I'm not particularly saying that this is the, the route. I'm just that this is what people should do. I'm just giving you an example. Um, another uh, another um, pretty pretty common you know uh, pretty common strategy of content would be uh, current event issues and things like that. I mean, uh, th- there's 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 a lot of ways to to get into this um, and and create a channel. I think the way that you're doing it with just simply your um your uh you know your tutorials and your reviews of various different tools and 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 products um looks like you had a channel um that you you were uploading with cryptocurrency i don't know if you're still building that channel or not but certainly um you know the 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 channel that you have there on the 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 medics media is you know a channel with 62,000 followers it's got you know almost 3 million total views since 2018 um which is pretty which is pretty powerful you know it's it's pretty powerful that's a lot of views free views you know free views on con on on videos and the truth is uh if you continue to build this up um it it will not only it will not only uh earn you ongoing revenue both from ads but also affiliate income if you're sending traffic to affiliate products but it will become a sellable asset now in order to make this a sellable asset you may have to transition your face out from the thumbnails right which is something that's that's a real you know and go back to something more like this now if we look at your top most popular videos it, 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 you know, the data shows us that the majority of the top videos that you have do have your face on them. However, there are some here that don't. Okay. Um, and I'm sure that now knowing what, you know, you could make a better thumbnail than this. Not that there's anything wrong with this thumbnail really, but you could probably improve the clickability of this thumbnail. Um, with your design skills that you've improved over the years and, and make one to where it's, it's and, and even test Simon having other people doing the videos for you to where it's not you anymore in seeing if 
you can eventually make that transition, right? Um, or starting other channels, as you as you said, you know, a few a few minutes ago. Yeah, that's uh, something I have to look into um, at some time. I started my cryptocurrency channel with. Um, I still have my face on it. The reason being is that I split tested different thumbnails um, on TubeBuddy, which is an extension you can download for YouTube. If you go for the legendary, I think it's called Leg or Legend uh, plan, you get the okay. thumbnail split test feature, which is an yeah. awesome tool, by the way. Um, I've kind of been able to revive videos that haven't been getting any views to getting a lot of views now by simply split testing thumbnails, getting another 1% another click-through rate and that showed the algorithm that that's actually a clickable thumbnail and it then started showing the video. So that's do you, have a, do you have a video review of TubeBuddy? Yeah, that's the last video. Another review, I, a tutorial. I have a complete tutorial for TubeBuddy. All right. Well, here we go. We're going to post that. We're going to post. I mean, not that folks can't go and get your, can't go and follow you, but um, let me show the, you guys. You guys can go check video. out. Yep. The latest video. You guys can go check that out. It's a great example of exactly what we've been talking about in action. Um, it's it's uh, Simon's latest video here, uh, TubeBuddy. It's a it's a solid fifty six minute tutorial, and uh, there's his affiliate link. So if he has convinced you or educated you enough that you know you're interested in that product, make sure that you click his link. And, uh, and he'll get affiliate credit for that. And that'll be a way for you to experience, you know, how the process of, of, you know, building a YouTube channel and then rec, you know, reviewing. I like, I like the point that you made about trying to be unbiased, try to show the goods and the bad so people can get an honest review of, of what the product does. And, and it's, it's, you know, people want to know its strengths and its weaknesses. They want to feel like they're, they're learning from somebody who's not, I think, I think a common, I think a common, um, mistake that people make is, is trying to oversell things and trying to make them sound like they're only all good. I see affiliates of ours doing that, you know, trying to make it se seem like it's only all good, you know, when it may not be for everybody. Um, and uh, adding some of that sort of uh, it, not getting down on what you're reviewing and saying, well, it really sucks. And, you know, th this, you know, a lot of people think it sucks. I mean, you're probably not going to do too many affiliate sales that way. But just, you know, I, if you go and you look at some of these these larger um, kind of reviewer or unboxers. I'll, if I do the Tesla S plaid, I was considering getting one of these and I watched some review videos from some dudes like this guy right here. Uh, Marquise. Um, I think that's his name. Marquise Brown. Yes, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, real, real smart cat, real smart cat. And you know, um, he, you know, he, he, he's got 14 million subscribers. And if you watch one of his videos, it's not all good. He's like, you know, this, I don't like the steering wheel. It's weird. Like you, you may love it. I don't personally like it. You know, it, it, it's, it's taken some time to get you like, he gives his honest opinion of his experience and it makes him more believable because it's what he would share with his best friend, you know? So, um, but anyways, man, we could, we could talk on this stuff for so long. I, I just, I encourage everybody to go check out your channel, watch a few of your videos, both to learn about things and subscribe to your channel. And, um, and, and, and if you're going to buy something that, that like a tube buddy or another product, buy it through Simon, go through that process and, and, and feel and experience what it's like. And then, you know, you, you then have that knowledge of experience if you would like to go in and, and model that sort of a strategy. And I just want to thank you again, man, for your time. We'll have you on for a part three. It's always, I, I you know, I looked up at the clock at 10 25 and I was like, crap, I, um, maybe I'll wrap this up and it'd be a short one today. And it's like, I can't, I can't stop talking to you because it's, it's just, you're smart and you're, you're hungry and you, and you've taken the time to think about what you want. And I really like, I, re I respect that a lot. So, um, Hey man, if you're willing, keep, keep coming back and, and, and sharing this incredible experience that you have. And if I come over to Switzerland, I'll certainly hit you up.
For sure, yeah. Let's let's meet up then. Can I say one more thing? Because absolutely. Something I um, because the the thing you said about these YouTube channels that actually just repost content of like Lucy and stuff. Um, I think that's a great thing to try and get going if you are just starting out. Because I think many people listening here are looking for something that works, trying to make their first uh, dollars online and. Honestly, if I would start out now, because I know I, I would I want didn't want to put my face out there in the beginning. So what I would do is I go around YouTube, try to find channels that are actually doing this. So try to find compilation channels, try to find like I saw it in the crypto space, people just um, doing a compilation of Michael Saylor talking about Bitcoin, which yeah. really they got the channel got a lot of you. I think it's related you or related R something like this. Um, and you notice that they try to um, change the content a bit so that YouTube doesn't demonetize them. So you kind of find the patterns of how you can create a channel that you don't have to create content yourself. You can do like compilations and then you can still get ad revenue. And um, with YouTube, they just don't want you to do lazy content. They don't want you to pull something from another channel, put it on your channel and then get ad revenue. So this is kind of, uh, not allowed on the platform, but there is a line between what is lazy content and what is just a compilation style content. And right. this is something that I would get into when I would uh, would start right now. I, may, I might get into it as well when I find some time for it. So uh, this is how I would do it. Well, I will try to uh, find that YouTube channel that my buddy bought and come back and post it in the comments and shoot you a message just so you can check it out as well. Oh, and thanks. we'll talk more about it on the on the next, you know, part three when we have you back. So yeah, if I get some more uh, like knowledge of this, I will share it here. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. OK. OK. Thanks for having me again. Thanks, man. All right, my friends, go check him out, Simon at Medix Media, and we'll see you guys back here tomorrow for another episode. As usual, five days a week. Who does this? It's incredible value. I'm here to learn just right alongside each one of you. Be legendary. Get out of here, and we'll see you tomorrow.